Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What are some of the ins and outs of earning your commercial multi-rating? Hey everyone, Jason Shabbert here of M0A.com. Thank you for listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast. And thank you for everybody who came by, said they love this podcast and the other great videos and podcasts we put out at M0A.com at Oshkosh. It was so great to meet so many of you guys and just what a wonderful uh, opportunity to uh, uh, to put uh, you know faces to names that we see in the comments and the reviews and uh, in the shopping cart and in the order forms. We're just so thankful um, for you guys. Great chance to, uh, uh, to meet you guys out there. What I want to chat about today is that commercial multi-rating. I alluded to it a, a few episodes ago about how I kind of salute the guys who earn their, uh, you know, would do their commercial, their commercial multi, and their instrument. Multi is just an add-on at that point all on the same day doing like a check ride. Um, I do salute those guys because that's a whole lot of work. Uh, that's more check rides than I want to do in one day. Uh, and they're difficult check rides to boot. So let's talk for a moment, though, about becoming a multi-engine pilot. Because truth be told, there's there's not as many roadblocks to it as you would think. You know, normally I'm I, I err on the side of caution to say things are a little more difficult than we make them seem. Multi-engine isn't too terribly bad. Um, obviously, the biggest thing with multi-engine is the cost. Um, you're you're paying for you're renting two 172s, two 182s. Uh, think of it like that um, for one hour. It's um, it is twice as expensive, and it, it's not just a gas issue for the flight schools and the FBOs. It's certainly an insurance issue. Uh, it is certainly uh, only MEIs, multi-engine instructors, can teach in them. So there's there's higher costs just all around for the school, the rental company, the FBO, whatever it may be. But can I really, or can we really earn everything in 10 hours like they say? If you Google you know, multi-engine training in your area, you'll see these accelerated courses. Earn it in a weekend. Earn it in just 10 hours with what they call this immersion training. Is that possible? Absolutely, it is possible. This is one of the rare cases where I'm not opposed to these accelerated courses. Let me, I've been on the record saying this before, so I, you know, it won't be news to you guys, hopefully. I'm personally not a big fan of accelerated courses normally. The, um, you know, there's plenty of schools that advertise 90 days to commercial pilot or 90 days to CFI. I can't remember their marketing message, but it's, um, you know, private pilot in, in two weeks or whatever. And can it be done? Sure. But I think a lot of it is marketing hype. Um, a lot of these places are 141 places doing in-house check rides. And a lot of the places, the, the real, gosh, even beyond the marketing hype, the problem I have with these accelerated courses is they're just teaching a test. I've flown with a lot of these accelerated guys who've gone through it, and they're good pilots in their local area, but I wouldn't want to have an emergency with them. Um, they're not great real-world pilots. Now, they will be eventually, no doubt. And I have no problem, and I don't mean to be getting on a tangent, because we're supposed to be talking about multi-engine flying here. Um, I don't mind 
going to an accelerated course if that's the only way you can do it. If you only have a month to earn your instrument, they gosh, they do an instrument in 14 days, I think, uh, or 10 days, I can't remember what, they all advertise something different, but if that's the only way you're gonna earn an instrument rating, that's fine. But please don't go out and become an instrument pilot in 10 days and go blazing down to minimums in whatever aircraft. Um, it, it's certainly, we always say it's a license to learn. It's really a license to learn with that. Multi-engine's a bit different though, because you can truly earn it in the 10 hours like they say, in a weekend like they say, because it's just an add-on. Whereas an instrument rating or a commercial pilot certificate is a really daunting task. A multi-engine add-on is just that. It's simply just an add-on to either a private or a commercial ticket. I'll be talking about it in the commercial pilot sense for the uh, sake of this podcast, but it really is just an add-on. Um, it's certainly more difficult than trying to go do a glider add-on or a seaplane add-on like that, um, but it, it certainly is doable in the timeframes usually marketed and advertised. Now, that is assuming you're willing to put in the groundwork. Now, I did mine the bare minimum many, many years ago, and I had to put in the groundwork, but groundwork back when I was doing it was just books and sitting down with my instructor a whole lot because you think aviation is expensive now, wait till two engines start spinning. It truly does double the costs, if not more. Ground time is so valuable. See, back when I was working uh, on my multi-engine rating, we didn't have, Redbird was uh, probably just an idea uh, that, uh, that the, uh, the guys had. Um, and now I can make a multi-engine Piper Seminole Sim in the Redbird and fly it and save a ton of money. If you have access to a Redbird, use that as ground time. It is huge and will continue to be huge for you. Ground time is so valuable when pursuing your multi-engine add-on to your commercial pilot certificate. It is really that important. So really put in the ground time. Now, something else as a side note, and this is certainly no knock to any flight school, um, but keep in mind this is just Jason being a being a, a, a mother mother bird, mother hen, whatever you want to call it. Double check, triple check the pre-flight, the maintenance records, everything else on these aircraft. In my experience, this may not be your experience, but in my experience, most flight schools only have one multi-engine trainer, maybe two, and those aircraft don't fly as often as they probably should. It's important, I mean, you might be the only person working on your multi-engine rating if you're going to a small school. So you'll probably be the only person flying it. So if two weeks go by and you don't fly, that airplane sat for two weeks and we know an airplane sitting is no good. So do really take your time on these aircraft. Now there's a few flight schools, I'm not gonna name names, but some of them you go out there and their whole fleet is multi-engine aircraft. You usually don't have to worry in that case. But just double check, triple check your pre-flight, ask to see the maintenance records. You're a commercial pilot at this point. You know a thing or two about pre-flight in an airplane. Double check, triple check those pre-flights. Now multi-engine flying, oddly enough, is really all about single engine flying. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but you will spend more time in your multi-engine training with one engine running. I know it sounds funny, but I promise you, um, 
if you if you log the the 10 hours required, um, eight of those will be operating with one engine uh, out, operating on one engine. So things like here's a new buzzword for you: VMC demos are so important, such a crucial aspect of the checkride, such a crucial thing to be able to explain on the ground on a checkride and demonstrate in the air. Single engine operations, 70, let's say 80% of your checkride, the flying portion, will be done single engine. You're going to do single engine approaches because don't forget, you can be quizzed on anything commercial pilot previous. It's going to be commercial instrument, right? So you're going to have to demonstrate an instrument approach. I guarantee that instrument approach will be done single engine. I guarantee it. And if you think tracking a localizer is hard, wait till you've lost an engine and you're basically having to crab into a localizer. It's not an easy thing to do. 80% of your check ride, the flying portion, will be done single engine. In fact, 80% of your oral exam will be talking about VMC demos and single engine operations. Don't forget about those approaches. Actually, don't forget about even your commercial pilot maneuvers. Any commercial pilot maneuver is still fair game. Stalls, steep turns, don't neglect those when you get so engrossed with learning how to fly a multi-engine aircraft and doing VMC demos and single engine operations that we forget that stalls, steep turns, slow flight can all still be a part of our commercial pilot checkride and should absolutely still be a part of our commercial pilot training with that multi-engine add-on. For the oral exam, systems are going to play a huge part. If you're not talking about single engine operations, it's going to be systems. In fact, a lot of times they go hand in hand. Why am I operating on the single engine? Now, why'd that engine go out? Explain the, how the system works to me. In fact, in the new, actually this was in the PTS as well, and in the new ACS, remember we're getting rid of the PTS, practical test standards, we're moving towards the ACS, Airman Certification Standards. As a commercial pilot, you will be required to explain at minimum five systems. And yes, our multi-engine aircraft does have redundant systems explaining how the vacuum pump on the left engine, the vacuum pump on the right engine doesn't cut it though. Five different systems. I was asked to draw my systems out on a whiteboard, all five of them. And five's just the minimum. They can certainly go more than that. Electrical system, fuel system, hydraulic system, all these sort of systems we're gonna be required, you know, to draw, to understand what operates them, to understand where potential hazards and failures lie in these systems. A minimum of five. You know, the a, a big key other than realizing that most of my stuff will be done single engine, I need to be a master of these systems, it really helps to have experience in complex and high-performance aircraft ahead of time. Obviously, to become a commercial pilot, you've got your complex time in there, right? But is it just the FAA minimum? Or have you gone above and beyond? Hopefully, you've had an opportunity to fly some high-performance aircraft, some more complex aircraft. It's going to make your multi-engine training a whole lot easier. 
But really to summarize, guys, systems and single engine operations will make up 95% now, if you put the two of them together, of your multi-engine training, of your multi-engine check ride. Learn everything you can on the ground. Find a multi-engine Redbird flight simulator. You're going to have to do it. It is, I promise you, it's that important, that valuable, and will end up saving you a ton of time and a ton of money. Just my two cents about it. Would love to hear more about your multi-engine training, your multi-engine experience. Thanks so much for helping making this five podcast series, Private Pilot through CFI, including Inspire Aviation, the top five aviation podcasts in iTunes. It's thanks to your uh, iTunes subscriptions, your uh, listenership, your reviews. We couldn't do it without you guys. All I ask is for an honest review, and I can't wait to read those. Guys, enjoy the rest of your day, and most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.